Good morning, everyone. May the Lord richly bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in to our live broadcast. I'm Jason DeMars. We are going to continue on our subject on the attributes of God. And we're going to be looking at the supremacy of God and the sovereignty of God this morning, Lord willing. Just want to remind everyone, if you have any questions, prayer requests, or testimonies, you can let me know through jasondemars.com or in the comments section under this video. Just if, if you're listening in, please let me know. I'd like to hear from you. Um, Brother Gary, good morning and God bless you. Sister Mai, God bless you. Brother Tony from Madawaska, Maine, God bless you. Sister Zara, God bless you as well. Uh, Brother Kenny, Sister Janelle, God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. All right, with that said, let's go into the Word. Just a little reminder, make sure to subscribe on, on YouTube. Hit the little bell so you get notified of our videos. All these things help the uh, algorithms in, in that. Um, on, if you're on Facebook, comment, like, share. All this is appreciated. Thank you. All right, so the supremacy of God. The supremacy means the state or condition of being superior to all others in authority, power, or status. First Chronicles 29, 11 and 12 says this, Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. For all that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor come of thee, and thou reignest over all, and in thine hand is power and might, and in thine hand it is to make great and to give strength unto all. That is a beautiful, beautiful summary. This is not talking about merely in the future, in the millennium. He's in control of every thing right now. It's under a fallen state. It's under sin. It's made subject to vanity, as the Bible said, not willingly, but by reason of him who subjected the same in hope. So we're living under a sin-cursed world. And yet we understand that God is the sovereign head, the supreme one over everything, over everything. He makes some rich, some poor, puts some in power, puts some with no power, makes some strong, makes some weak. Whatever happens on earth, it's in, it's in his hand. Second Chronicles 20, verse 6 and said, O Lord God of our fathers, art not thou God in heaven? And rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathen? And in thine hand is there not power and might, so that none is able to withstand thee? God exercises his supremacy and his sovereignty by his omnipotent power. 
Proverbs 21, verse 1, The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord, as the rivers of waters, as the rivers of water. He turneth it whithersoever he will. Romans 11.36 says, For of him and through him and to him are all things, to whom be glory forever. Amen. So we read in many instances in the Bible and in history that men and women outwardly defied the Word of God. They're doing it yet today. But remember, they're, they're defying the external Word of God that is preached and proclaimed throughout the earth. However, they're not defying the counsel of God. Their very defiance is a fulfillment of His plan. Romans 9.22 What if God, willing to show His wrath and to make His power known, endured with much long suffering the vessels of wrath fitted to destruction? So God purposely made vessels of wrath and fitted them for the purpose of destruction and even further hardened their hearts in many instances where they made themselves necks, their necks stiff against the word of God. But this was all ordained by the purpose of God. Jude 1 verse 4, For there are certain men crept in unawares, who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. So we can take courage and comfort to know that every detail of our lives is under the control and power and purpose of God in order to accomplish eternal good for you. God is the supreme one, reigning over all. He's on the throne. Nothing happens outside of his purpose. So then let's look at the sovereignty of God. Sovereignty of God speaks of the exercise of his supremacy. Psalm 135 verse 6 says, Whatsoever the Lord pleased, that did he in heaven, and in the earth, and in the seas, and all deep places. Whatever God was pleased to do, he did it. Daniel 4.35 And all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing, and he doeth according to his will in the army of heaven, and among the inhabitants of the earth, and none can stay his hand or say unto him, What doest thou? All Every single thing that dwells on the earth is reputed as nothing in comparison to God and His sovereign will. He does whatever He wants to, whatever pleases Him, and no one can say to Him, what are you doing? All right, Romans 9, 19 through 21. Thou wilt say then unto me, Why doth he yet find fault? For who hath resisted his will? Nay, but, O man, who art thou that repliest against God? Shall the thing form say to him that formed it, Why hast thou made me thus? 
Hath not the potter power over the clay of the same lump to make one vessel unto honor and another unto dishonor? God can make each of us what we are, and we have nothing that we can reply against him, and he still holds us accountable for the choices that we make personally. The thing is, the reason why the sovereignty of God is so resisted is nothing is more repugnant in the sinner's heart than, the, than, than that, the sovereignty of God. We're certainly placed upon free moral agency, no argument with that. But this does not make our free moral agency above God's free moral agency. Psalm 2, 1 through 4 says, Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? Kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that sit in the, sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Psalm 37, 7 to 13. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall not be. Yea, thou shalt diligently consider his place, and it shall not be. But the meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. Peace. The wicked plotteth against the just, and gnashes his teeth upon him. The Lord shall laugh at him, for he seeth that his day is coming. Psalm 59, verse 8, But thou, O Lord, shalt laugh at them. Thou shalt have all the heathen in derision. Isaiah 46, 9 and 10, Remember the former things of old. For I am God, and there is none else. I am God, and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning, and from ancient times the things are, that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. So here we have the wicked fighting against God, fighting against the saints, doing everything they can to destroy and mock God's purpose, and God's response is to laugh at them and to hold them in derision. Why? Because they're fighting against something they can't possibly defeat. God is sovereign. Their very mocking, their very anger against God was before of old ordained, and they were ordained to that condemnation. God declares the end from the beginning and he says, my counsel will stand, I'll do all my pleasure. God has the power, the authority, the freedom, and the wisdom to bring everything that he intends to happen to pass. Everything that has happened or that will happen has been purposed by Almighty God. Proverbs 16, verse 33 says, The lot is cast into the lap, but it's every decision is from the Lord. It's like saying the dice are thrown on the table, but how they come up is from 
the Lord. God is sovereign over everything. God is sovereign over nature. So let's look at some examples. In Jonah, we see God commanded a fish. He commanded a plant to grow, and he commanded a worm to destroy that plant. God is sovereign over the supernatural realm. In Job, we learn that God gives Satan certain permissions, and he can only go so far. Exodus 4.11 says, And the Lord said unto him, Who hath made man's mouth, or who makes, maketh the dumb or deaf, or the seeing or the blind? Have not I the Lord? This shows us that God is sovereign over even disabilities. Those who are deaf, those who are dumb or unable to speak, those who are blind, he says, I'm, I'm the one that makes them deaf, dumb, and blind. So God is sovereign over disabilities. And it's not just those three, it's any other disability that, that is there. God is sovereign over that disability. And this, makes us, this gives us so much comfort because God has a purpose for those who are disabled. He has a purpose for those with uh, uh, born uh, with Down syndrome. He has a purpose those, for those who are born blind. He has a purpose. He has a plan, and he's going to use them to accomplish his purpose in the earth. Amos 3.6, uh, Is a trumpet blown in the city and the people are not afraid? Does disaster come to a city unless the Lord has done it? God is sovereign over natural disasters, earthquakes, hurricanes, tornadoes, whatever it might be. God is sovereign over those things. Deuteronomy 32, 39. See now that I, even I, am he, and there is no God with me. I kill and I make alive. I wound and I heal. Neither is there any that can deliver out of my hand. God is sovereign over life and death, health and sickness and injury. Now again, Satan brings sicknesses. Satan brings natural disasters. No doubt under some circumstances, God also does that for his purpose. But Satan is the tool of evil. Satan brings is going forth through all the earth seeking whom he may devour to give sickness, to give death, to give um, spiritual binding under the power of demonic forces. Satan is going everywhere he can to find a means to do what he's able to do against God and his people. At the end of the day, God is the sovereign one over all those things. James 4, 13 through 15. Go to now ye that say today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time then vanishes away. For that ye ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. God is sovereign over our financial situation. 
and the success or failure of our business ventures. Everything that we do, we want to commit it to the Lord first. And not only that, but we want to make sure that it is God's purpose for us so that we can be under His strength and blessing. Not just simply, I'm going to go do this, I'm going to make this plan, make this plan. No, it's pray first and make sure that the Lord, it's the Lord's will. And then when you do it, say, I'm going to do this if the Lord is willing. Matthew 10, 29, Are not two sparrows sold for a farthing, and one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father? God is sovereign even over the death of small and insignificant animals. 1 Timothy 5.21 I charge thee before God and the Lord Jesus Christ and the elect angels that thou observe these things without preferring one before another, doing nothing by partiality. God is sovereign over the angelic host. He chooses which angel would fall and which angel would not fall. Genesis 50, verse 20, But as for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. God is the great orchestrator of a perfect and beautiful plan. God, God ordained that these, this drought would come in the Middle East during the times of Joseph. And in order to bring his people into Egypt, what did he do? He sent that drought. But first he gave the revelation that a drought was coming to, in a, in a symbolic form, that a drought was coming to Pharaoh. On the other hand, God met years before in, uh, allowed Joseph's brothers to be jealous of him, to want to kill him, dealt with the heart of one of his brothers to say, don't kill him, sell him to, sell him as a slave, pocket the money. So they sold him as a slave. He went to Potiphar. Potiphar's wife, being unfaithful, tried to seduce Joseph. God was sovereign over this purpose. This sent Joseph to the prison. Joseph, being in the prison, rose to, rose to a place of authority because of his honesty and his wisdom and his work ethic. So all of a sudden, Joseph's in charge there. Then, some, then, then two of Pharaoh's officials get sent into the prison. They have dreams. One of them gets hung. One of them get, goes back. Then Pharaoh has a, has a... And the man forgets about Joseph. Then Pharaoh has a dream. The man says, Ah, I forgot. There's a man in the prison I was supposed to help. Bring him out. He can interpret dreams. Joseph says, ah, it's not in me to interpret dreams. The interpretation belongs to God. Gives the interpretation and gives him the solution. Pharaoh says, then you're the man for it. God orchestrated all of these things to save people alive, but even in a big, bigger picture, so that the children of Israel would be in Egypt, that he could raise up Moses, that they would be delivered out of the land of Egypt in an exodus, and all these things that God did. What a beautiful picture 
of his plan and his purpose and his nature and his righteousness begins to form. It's absolutely astonishing. Well, we'll close there. Um, the next time we're going to be looking at the the knowledge of God, the, the two attributes of God, the knowledge of God and the foreknowledge of God. So we'll look at that tomorrow. Um, if you have any questions, prayer requests, or topics you'd like me to cover, please let me know at jasondemars.com or in the comments section below. Um, also remember we have materials that you can get on our website, jasondemars.com, for completely free. We've got that End Time Message Handbook, which covers a ton of different topics that you can use just as a reference guide when questions, things come up. Um, there's also Summary of the Revelation of Seven Seals, and there's uh, several uh, outreach tracks that we have, one about what is the message, one about uh, serpent seed, another about Godhead, another about water baptism. So feel free to go there and place an order. You can get them completely free, and I'll ship them for free as well. With that said, thanks for listening in. We appreciate that so much. And like, comment, subscribe to our video. Appreciate you.